So before we start today's podcast, we'd like to talk to you a little bit about one of our favorite sponsors, Molly's Spirits. If you appreciate Unique and Special, well then Molly's is your place to get your beer, wine, and liquor. And boy, you're going to be thrilled you did. All it takes is a visit to one of their two locations, or if it's more convenient, you can hop online at mollyspirits.com. Check their unbelievable selection of any kind of booze that floats your boat. And we all need to get our boats floated from time to time. Not only do they have the brands we all know and love, but there's so many unique choices from wines, from literally all over the world to every kind of spirit you can imagine, and a craft beer selection that will keep you coming back for more and more. We would be remiss if we didn't mention one of the most impressive things about Molly's is their commitment to Colorado companies. There's always aisles devoted to just our state's brands, from the ones you know to the ones that you're just finding out a little bit more about and delighted to discover. It's really something to be very proud of. There's a few ways to enjoy Molly's selections. As we said, you can stop by one of the two locations, at Lakeside, which is 44th and Harlan, or the Greenwood Village location in the Arapahoe Marketplace next to Sprouts. Another way to enjoy Molly's is to check out the website, mollyspirits.com. You can get your order through contactless curbside pickup. Did we mention Molly's also delivers? Well, if we didn't, they do. So, what are you waiting for? Molly's Spirits. It's a land of adult beverage discovery. On this episode of the Dave Logan Podcast with Julie Brownman, Dave is feeling refreshed after vacation. It was great. Life is better with tequila in the ocean. Did Dave agree with the Broncos' latest release? If everything would have been equal, would I have kept Jero Casey? I would have. Do you really believe Julie about being on Tinder? Do you know what Tinder is, though? It's a dating app. It's the app that you're on all the time. I'm not on Tinder. I had a friend of mine that thought he saw you on Tinder. I promise you, on our friendship, I'm not on Tinder. It's okay. You don't have to be defensive. (laughs) It's okay. Dave shares his thought process on the quarterback situation in Denver. Before you decide as to who the backup slash veteran quarterback is going to be, you got to decide what you're doing as the starting quarterback. Is it Drew Locke? And Julie gets a quick lesson in Spanish. Donde está el corte de mano? Donde está, the donde está el corte de mano? Sí, sí, Julio. <laughs> All that and more on this episode of the Dave Logan Podcast. This is the Dave Logan Podcast. And welcome to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman, we are still here. We're back at it. Podcast number 67. 68. 68. Damn it. But you know what? I give you credit even for getting in the 60s, considering that the last two weeks you deserted me and you went to Mexico. You know, was able to go down to Mexico for a couple of weeks. It's it's sort of funny. Maybe I'm outing myself here on this podcast, but uh-huh. for the first, I've been uh, I've been with with KOA with iHeart, even though it wasn't iHeart back when I first started. But this is my 31st year. Well, for the first probably 26 or seven years, you could not take back to back weeks of vacation, and I think it's pretty similar for a lot of people who do radio. The management had to okay as to when I was going to take vacation. Mm-hmm. So if you if you couple that with the fact that once football starts about July, there's no vacation. July, August, September, October, November, December, those six months, you can't really take any. So you are, you know, if you're trying to get a few weeks of vacation, you're down to kind of jamming them into a month. But about four years ago, I mentioned the PD that I'd like to go down for a couple of weeks. And they said, yeah, fine. So I'm like, oh, so I've just, the last four years, I've just continued to do that. So 
I, I am blessed because most people, I don't think, get to take two weeks off. And I uh, appreciate that. But it was great. Do you kind of forget what it's like to work? Two weeks? I don't know if I've ever taken two full weeks off. Yeah. Well, like I said, I haven't either till the last four years. But yeah. no, you don't forget what it's like to work. But for me, it takes about three or four days once you're once you're down there to sort of settle in and unwind. Uh-huh. And if you've got a week, then you get about two days before you got to get back on a plane. Yeah. So I think what it does, um, you do slow down and, you know, just you're working out, you're eating good food, you're sitting by the ocean, you're solving all the problems in the world. Over tequila? And, not, and uh, there, there was some tequila oh. for sure. And um, yeah. Life, life is better with tequila in the ocean. <laughs> so I, uh, most of us have had a bad experience with tequila. No? And is, there, is that a comma or is there a period there? I'm just curious. No. Well, you, you, know, you were known back in the day to be sort of like the tequila girl. And I have grown an appreciation for good tequila in the last probably, I don't know, five or six years. Okay. So you drink the good stuff. Well, I mean, it didn't have to be, I mean, it's good, right? It's not the lighter fluid stuff. When you go to those little, those little, you know, things out by the pool that, that stuff is, that stuff you go blind over. Well, I hope you stay in the vacation bubble. We miss you, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Missed Um, you too. Did you miss any Broncos chatter about, I'm trying to think of what happened when you were gone. Um, You know, before you left, we talked. Well, they cut, they cut Drell Casey. Yeah. That was not a surprise. Uh, they had released A.J. Boye before I left. Yeah. That was not a surprise. Saved them si- significant money on the salary cap. Freed up freed up dollars. Although I think I think Drell Casey is a pretty good player. So, you know, if, if everything would have been equal, would I have kept Drell Casey? I would have. But I understand in uh, today's salary cap world, you have to free up money like that, especially for aging players. And he was hurt for most of the year, as was A.J. Boye. And that's just sort of the name of the game. So that gets us to, I think, the next topic when we talk about Broncos. So Denver has 10 unrestricted free agents. Let me uh, throw out some names, just kind of get your observations about if you think they're going to resign them and should resign them. Shelby Harris. I think Shelby had a really good year. Um, May have been the best year of his career. Very active inside. He was regarded, I think, at one point in his career as sort of an undersized plug-in player that you could use, and he would be disruptive, but you could only uh, have him out there for a limited number of snaps because of his lack of size. I don't feel that's the case anymore. I think he can play every single down. So, yes, I would think the Broncos, um, as I play with their chips, and to be fair, again, haven't talked to anybody out there, and so this is just my opinion. I would think the Broncos very much want to re-sign Shelby Harris. What about Elijah Wilkinson? Depends on the asking price. Good swing tackle, good rotational guy, good third tackle. Was forced into starting duty this year uh, because DeMar Dotson, who was forced into starting duty at right tackle because Juwan James opted out. So basically you were down to your third tackle. I thought, I thought, he, thought he played well enough to be considered for that third tackle spot. Again, that will that I think whether he's back or not will be determined on what the market 
is for him. I, I could see him getting an offer from somebody because teams need tackles that the Broncos would say, uh, we just can't commit that kind of money. What do you, I don't know if we really talked about Justin Simmons before you left, but what do you think a long-term contract would look like for him here in Denver? Based on some of the other contracts, and I'm a big Justin Simmons fan, I think, I mean, they franchised him this year, made right at $13 million. I think his deal would be like a four-year deal for probably 60, gee, 65, 66, maybe $67 million. And of that money, probably... 35 or more guaranteed, something like that. Um, it seems, I mean, it, it, the reason it seems like a lot of money is because it's a lot of money, but that's the, that's the going rate for guys, I think, of his caliber. And I think, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's been a Pro Bowl player. He's been a guy that's been uh, really good and active in pass defense. So, I think the Broncos have to have him. Now, mm-hmm. now I guess they could franchise him again if they didn't want to commit that kind of money. But what you, to me as a team, if you have the money now, what you're doing if you try to franchise him again, number one, you're pissing him off. Number two, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they care about that. Number two, you're almost betting that he won't have another good season because if he has another good season. It's going to go up. Yeah. Yeah. And then if if you don't sign him to a long-term deal then, it gets really expensive. So I would think they'll work out a long-term agreement. I do too. He's got all the good stuff. Obviously what he does on the field, but um wants to stay here. Yep. Good person. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't find a better example of um, you know, a guy that got out into the community and conducted himself the right way. Yeah, what he's looking he's for. He's perfect. Yep. Yeah. Devontae Bosby. You're asking me if, if I think they'll resign him? Yeah. No. <laughs> Did you want to think about that? Well, he got replaced late in the season by a guy that had been on the team about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a tough position to play. Mm-hmm. He's got some, some interesting skill. I just don't think, based on how it went for him last year late mm-hmm. in the season. I mean, they cut him once. Right, and then they had to bring him back because of all the injuries. Mm-hmm. And then after they brought him back, they benched him again. That's that's not a clear cut sign of job security. So no. Any other free agent that you think that the Broncos should sign? Um, Will Parks, Demarcus. I don't Walker. think Will Parks gets signed. Demarcus Walker is a second round draft choice. So you've got some money invested. Uh, you've got draft capital invested in him, but it was invested by the former GM. So. Uh, I, you know, Demarcus Walker's kind of an interesting, interesting guy. He's a little undersized to play inside, and yet when he's had a chance to play, he's been pretty productive. So I, I would say, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'd say the jury's out on Demarcus Walker. March 17th is the deadline for the Broncos to offer Philip Lindsay a restricted free agent tender. I almost said Tinder. Do you know tender. what Tinder is? Like contract Tinder offer. Do you know what Tinder is though? dating app it's the app that you're on i'm not all on the tinder. time i'm not on tinder i had a friend of mine that thought he saw you on tinder i promise you on our friendship i'm not on tinder it's okay you don't have to be defensive about <laughs> it. it's okay um tender free agent tender yes what do you think the broncos options are there what are they gonna do again 
My speculation would be that they don't want to lose this guy for nothing. So I would guess that they would offer they would they would place a second round tender on him, which um, you know if if, if which another means what well it, it depends on it depends on where you were drafted, well, he but was, he, he was drafted. a free agent. He was a yeah. college free agent. So uh, I think it it means if a team decided to offer him a contract, the Broncos would have a chance to match the contract. If they did not, then that team would would. Oh, also a draft choice, right? So, I mean, for Philip, it's a win-win situation. I think this is a guy who's been underpaid based on his production the last two years. He's been hurt. You know, you, you get the feeling. I, I just didn't understand when he was healthy this year. I didn't really get how they were using him. Um, Not that he can't run inside and not that he is not willing, but he's 185 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, I, to me... You know, it's easy to sit back here in my office and come up with ways the Broncos can be better on offense. But I try to I try to get him to space a little bit more. You know, they were going to throw him the ball, and and then he winds up having not many catches. He dropped the ball some, and that's that's something he's got to continue to work on. But um, I would not let him walk out the door for nothing. I heard you guys a little bit talking on your Monday through Friday show about Alex Smith. Um, apparently, doesn't feel welcome in Washington anymore. Would you? Want Alex Smith on this team? In what capacity? In a capacity of if he got brought to training camp, did he win the job? I mean, he's a great mentor. We know that he mentored Patrick Mahomes, and he's kind of got that demeanor. I'm just saying, would you want Alex Smith here? I think if Alex Smith came in and was willing to be the backup quarterback – then maybe I think I think obviously going through what he's gone through, it, I mean it's such it is such a remarkable story that he's even able to play quarterback, mm-hmm. and he was banged up last year and you could see his mobility had been really compromised and I, I don't know if that was just you know the leg or he had some other injuries as well, but um, the guy's had seventeen surgeries. This was a guy that was hurt so badly in an NFL game that they feared he might lose his life, and then after they got that sort of rectified they feared he might they might have to amputate his leg yeah so the fact that he was able to work his way back and work himself into a position where they almost had to play him but he played and and played played okay just the fact that he was able to play Mm -hmm. um is just remarkable but i i you know i i can appreciate sort of his mindset because he was you know he said hey they, they didn't want me here they really you know, we're sort of hoping that I didn't make it. And mm-hmm. that, a lot of NFL guys go through that. That's just how the life of an NFL player goes. Yeah. I think it'd be neat to see him here in that mentorship role. Cause we know, I, th- I feel like he's just got that demeanor. Some guys are not interested in that, right? They're just playing for. No, he seems like a great guy. Yeah. But I, I think you have to decide, I mean, before you, to, to me, before you decide as to who the backup slash veteran quarterback is going to be, mm-hmm. you got to decide what you're doing as the starting quarterback. Is it Drew Locke? Because if it's Drew Locke, then the guy who comes in and is your backup quarterback has got to be good enough and able to come in and win games, right? It's not like being a backup quarterback for uh, Aaron Rodgers or 
you know, Peyton Manning back when Peyton was mm-hmm. with, with the Colts. Because chances are you're going to see some time. Yeah, you're never going to play. Yeah. This is a situation where I think the worst case, if they, if they – if they decide they're going with Drew Locke as a starting quarterback, they want somebody as the backup that should Drew get injured or should Drew not play well over a significant period of time, that this guy come on the field and we can win with this guy. They haven't had that. They really haven't had that, the backup quarterback spot, which is part of the problem that uh, they've experienced the last couple of years. So mock drafts are now everywhere. I think everybody's Have here. you done your mock draft? No. Have you? Are you a mock drafter? No. No, but I enjoy I'm, I enjoy looking at him. So are you hearing cornerback? Are you hearing corner or quarter? Those are the two positions that I'm hearing. Yeah, honestly, I'm hearing nothing out of UC Health Center, mm-hmm. uh, which well, is where the Mexico. Broncos are. Yeah, they didn't call me in Mexico and say, hey, Dave, we're thinking about a corner or a quarterback. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I didn't get that call. Mm-hmm. Um, and if so, I was uh, drunk. Tequila induced. So no, I. Gosh, this is a hard one. I mean, I think you, I think you look at cornerbacks. I think you look at playmakers on defense, guys that can, you know, change the fortune of games, whether that's an inside linebacker or, uh, you know, pass rusher. What are you going to do with Von Miller? All all this stuff ties in together. Right. So, and then the quarterback situation, do you want to, you're going to bring a veteran quarterback in or what, what are you going to do with Drew Locke? Well, we've decided we're going to move him. Well, they're not going to move him unless they feel like they've got somebody who's better. Deshaun Watson saga continues as mm-hmm. long as a long shot. I think that's, that's probably a long shot, but so many things, you know, to me, you have to solve the quarterback problem first. Doesn't mean you don't need other pieces because you do maybe you sign a veteran if you if if somebody wants drew lock and you're going to sign a veteran quarterback and maybe now the ninth pick you use uh, on a college quarterback as a backup i i don't know but you better to me you better decide what you're going to do at quarterback and i don't think they've decided that yet i think it's impossible because you know they they showed an interest in matt stafford that didn't work out um by all accounts if deshaun watson is made available i think denver would have an interest what do you have to give to get him significant draft capital and probably a player or two? But you might not know that. So you be, you better be doing your homework in terms of the draft and free agency, thinking we're not going to get Drew, uh, we're not going to get Deshaun Watson. We're going to go with Drew Locke and we're going to sign a veteran backup quarterback, maybe Jameis, a Jameis Winston type. And then if something happens that throws a wrench into the into the plans well then you just have to adjust it's definitely gonna be an interesting season and we may see the broncos on national tv we'll talk about that next on the dave logan podcast the dave logan podcast can be found at iheart apple Podcasts, spotify google play stitcher and wherever you find your favorite podcasts remember to download and if you like what you hear share with your friends and subscribe remember you can log on to our website the dave logan podcast.com go to the contact tab to ask us questions we'll read them on the podcast most every question is fair game just keep it classy it's a dave logan podcast.com or you can send your question directly to us on twitter at dave logan pod or at julie brownman one 
Let me take a minute to talk about Boyer's Coffee, the legendary Rocky Mountain roaster. With more than 50 years experience roasting right here in Denver, Boyer's Coffee is roasted fresh every week. If you put your nose right down to the laptop, you can almost smell it. And it's available at your local grocery store or, of course, online at boyerscoffee.com. A couple of things to tell you about as March is upon us. March 17th, it's their St. Patty's Day celebration, which means if you stop by the food truck at 73rd and Washington, you can get a buy one, get one free deal on drinks all day. And on March 20th, so just stay down there for three days, hang out, it's 15% off all bagged coffee from the Coffee Cottage. Can't beat that. If you can't make it to the food truck on 73rd and Washington or out to your local grocery store, let us remind you that another way and an easy way to get your Boyer's Coffee is just head to boyerscoffee.com. It's really simple. Any coffee lover will be truly in heaven checking out all the different roasts and flavors. They've got decaf and organic options as well as gift sets if you want to buy somebody something special, why don't you get them a Boyer's Coffee deal as a present? They'd love it. Boyer's Coffee has been crafting Colorado coffee since 1965, and their beans are always hand-roasted at altitude and always fresh. I love it. Boyer's Coffee. Enjoy a cup today. It's another tequila sunrise Staring slowly across the sky Welcome back to the Dave Logan Podcast. Dave Logan and Julie Brownman with you. Yeah. As we talk about uh, what's going on in in the NFL and with the Broncos specifically in March. Yeah. One question about vacation. Did you go out? Probably. About- <laughs> I'm just guessing. I think however you would you would end that question, I think it's a safe answer. So I'm just going to say probably. Oh, God, that's spectacular. Yeah. Did you speak Spanish when you were out and about? Sí, like- sí. Okay, give hablo- me a little more. Yo hablo español poquito. Sí. Okay, I know. I- Dude, I didn't take Spanish and I know what that means. What does that mean? Yes. Do you speak Spanish? No, you don't know what that means. What does it mean? I speak Spanish I speak a little Spanish, bit. A little bit. Yes. Okay. Give me something else. Yo, yo quiero, yo quiero comer. What'd you just say? I want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that one. Donde está el corte de mano? Donde está? Where's the bathroom? Donde está el corte de mano? Si, si, Julio. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. So I do believe this year the Broncos are one of five teams that are eligible to be on hard knocks. I saw that somewhere. Maybe I heard it. I don't know. Yeah, I think I heard that. So the NFL has rules. If you have a new coach, you're not eligible or, um, God, I think coming off. Or front office. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some. So I guess the Broncos are one of five. I don't know. I mean, I think always getting a behind-the-scenes look would be interesting. I would love to see the Broncos on Hard Knocks. Yeah, I wouldn't mind it. I, I think the team would not like it. Mm, Vic Fangio mm. would hate it. Yeah. Oops, somebody's calling your work phone, I think. Yeah, it's okay. Call back. Must not know you're <laughs> doing a podcast. No, I think most NFL teams would not like it. But I will say this. I think I think that's changing just like a lot of other things in the world, and in particular in the NFL. I think there are some coaches that look at that as a chance for exposure and they think their players will like it. It's a completely different world in the NFL than from even even 10 years ago. So I don't think the Broncos would really enjoy it, mm-hmm. but we'll find out. Do you think the players would? I don't think Vic Fangio would. I don't think a New Year. Sure, uh... sure. I think NFL players, I mean, I think for the most part um, – I mean, you're talking about the guys in their early 20s. I think Drew Locke would think it's cool. Probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, he probably would. Uh, 
would like it. I mean, I think a lot of those, I mean, stop and think about the youth on this team. Mm-hmm. There are very few graybeards, right? I mean, the NFL, they don't keep guys, you know, much after 30 for the most part. Who's the oldest guy on the team? Is Vaughn? Well, you've got, um, you know, Brandon McManus was here in Super That's Bowl right. 50. Right, Vaughn right. was obviously here in Super Bowl 50. He was the MVP. But, I mean, it, it, we've seen this roster turn over significantly mm-hmm. in the last few years. So I know you're in Mexico and you were trying everything that you could try down there and you kind of lost a bit of reality. But did you do the story? Did you see the story about that AC Milan soccer player? I didn't try soccer when I was down there. Well, that's. I mean, although any place you go, there are soccer matches on TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's huge, down there. huge. I don't really know how to pronounce this gentleman's name. Maybe you're better at it. The I- Ibrahimovic. Yeah. Zoltan. Yep. So he basically criticized LeBron James for his political activism, saying, do what you do best, because what you're doing, it doesn't look good. Of course, LeBron took extreme exception to that, said, I'm never going to shut up about things that are wrong. I understand how powerful my platform is and how powerful my voice is. Mm -hmm. Whose side do you weigh in on? Well, probably in in that argument, probably LeBron's. I think that... um, I think it's okay to use your platform. Um, if you feel strongly about something that that is a social issue, that uh, is a right or wrong issue, I don't think there's anything wrong with using your platform to voice your opinion. Now, I think also athletes in general have to be a little careful that they don't they don't overdo that, that they don't, you know, want to talk about uh, things that don't pertain to their particular craft. I mean, a, a lot of people watch the NBA because they want to they want to see the greatest basketball in the world played by the greatest players. And he's probably the greatest player playing today. So, you, you know, think that he overdoes it. Not, not really. I mean, I, you know, I, I've got to say, I, I've had a harder time getting into the NBA since the pandemic, and I'm a huge NBA fan. But to watch those games like without any fans, it's just hard for me to get into, right? And I do think the league, it's, it's very, very popular. I'm not sure what the TV numbers say in this country, but the league has expanded and now become a global league. But um, there, there are plenty of times I watch games that I'm thinking, man, this is just bad basketball. It's just bad basketball. Yeah. I mean, you you come down, you don't really move the ball. You just chuck chuck it from three. You got guys, I mean, there, there are guys that should be able to shoot from three-point range anytime they want to. And then you have some other guys that, you know, about the second time you do that, I'm going to take you out of the game. But the three-point shot has become such a big, big deal. Uh, there's a lack of defense being played. I think that will change one, change once the playoffs start. But there's a lack of commitment on defense. Well, there always is in the NBA, isn't there? Yeah, but it seems more prevalent to me now. Mm. I just think it's really it's different and hard for me to get into the game. Um, and and part of the part of the thing is I'm I'm a Comcast subscriber and I haven't been able to see the Nuggets nor the Avs. I like watching the Avs too. When you were playing, was there anything that ever came up in your career that you spoke out against or talked about other than football? Or that just players weren't doing that. Well, I mean, we we didn't have we didn't have the platforms that these guys have today. There was no social media. 
Right. You know, were you ever asked about these kind of things? Uh, other things? <clears throat> no, because not, not that I remember. I think I'd like to think I would have responded, um, honestly, if mm-hmm. I had been asked about something, mm-hmm. but I mean, we, you know, no social media, you didn't have, uh, Twitter, you didn't have Instagram, you didn't have, gosh, you didn't have texting, Did you, have you didn't have cell phones. No, yeah. you had pagers, right? <laughs> so you walk around with a pager. But, um, yeah, no. you did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did have a pager. I know you did. Yeah. You actually had a pager when I knew when I worked with you. Did I really? Yeah. Back in 1990. Cause we didn't have, we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. We just started having those brick cell phones. I think the first cell phone I ever got was like 92. Was it in the car? That brick thing? I didn't have a car, car car. Did you have a, a car cell phone? No, no, I wasn't a baller. No. Yeah. No. So no, they didn't ask us too much about any sort of political questions, because I think, mm-hmm. frankly, uh, certainly a lot more then than now, mm-hmm. the public was like, uh, and we care about what you think about this because of what? How about you catch the ball more? <laughs> right? So that's just sort of, that was the overall, that was the, the prevailing mindset of, of NFL players. And I wonder what's changed. I guess it's just that in social media. Everybody has their own brand. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, you, you've got to go about furthering your brand and, and even, even before some of the social justice issues. And I, I don't have any problem with guys that want to step up and, and speak their mind about that. But even before that became, uh, so present at the forefront of our, uh, consciousness, I mean, there were guys that, you know, social media that, that they, they, they became a brand and that th- those are the guys that I said, boy, you better be careful about that because when it starts, you better make sure your game is tight. You better make sure your game is straight because doing all this stuff over here. Yeah. I'll give you an example. It's kind of like Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. all right? Jerry Judy. I still think Jerry Judy is going to be a really good receiver in this league, but he's got to catch the ball better. What Bronco fans want to see from Jerry Judy is him making big plays and catching the ball more consistently. Yeah. They don't care about, you know, the brand or clothes or here's where you get my clothing line. They don't care about that. That comes after you establish yourself on the field as being a great player. You know who did a really good job with that was I think Cortland Sutton and his agent. Because I talked to Cortland and his agent about I talked to his agent about doing a podcast, because not a lot of players do a podcast. And his agent basically said I think we're interested, but we, he's got to get it right on the field. Like he, this is, he wants to concentrate about everything on the field. That stuff Mm. will come, right? Like if you, if you produce on the field, all that other stuff, the advertising and you know, the, so many opportunities, if you want to do those kind of things that, that will come. And I actually, I very much appreciated that. I think coming from him. That's the most important thing for young player, whatever age player. Mm-hmm. you've got to do it on the field. If you do it on the field, there's going to be plenty of opportunity off the field for you to market yourself right. and, you know, improve your brand, improve your brand, but yeah. it has to, it can't be in reverse. Right. Dave, welcome back from vacation. Thank you. Heading back there next week. Are you really? Nope. <laughs> okay, good. So then we'll see you next week. All right, boy. Eli.